I guess I'll use this because I don't know where the big one's gone. This should be fun. All right. I'm really excited tonight. Um, the more that I've spent time on this message, the more excited I've gotten for it because at first I was like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty simple message. It's pretty, um, I guess, straightforward. But um, the more time I've sat with it and prayed about it, the more excited... Oh, thank you. The more excited I've become for it because I think questions are welcome is a topic that is super important um, and I think it's a culture that I'd love to see built uh, here in our homes, uh, in schools, in workplaces. Um, yeah, I'm excited to discuss why. So um, let's just start with a bit of prayer and then we'll get right into it. Lord, we thank you so much that you're here with us tonight as you are always, Lord. Um, we just pray that that you can really um, open up our hearts and our ears to hear what you have to say, Lord. Um, and that it will speak to us in different ways, Lord. And we pray that those who need to hear this message will hear it strongly, Lord, and that it will um, touch that nerve that, it, that you want to touch, Lord. And I pray um, that we can leave here knowing something new about you and um, having a fresh perspective on um, what you have to say to us, Lord. Amen. Cool. So... Uh, this this past week, I've been quite honoured to have a new job um, at an OSH. Um, and the coolest thing about it is the school is legitimately called Riverdale. And anyone who's seen the show is like, that's pretty cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but I guess everything hit me really quickly. And kids are crazy creatures, um, which I found out very quickly. They, they have so much energy uh, and they like to pull blocks out and not listen to what you're saying and, you know, they lose teeth and um, all that kinds of stuff happens on your first week. (laughs) Um, But I guess one of the biggest things I learned really quickly is that kids love to ask questions. Um, And I'm sure some of you would know that, but they love to ask the interesting questions. They love to ask the simple questions. Um, So, you know, my first day they're all like, oh, who are you? What are you doing here? And are you coming back? And all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, simple stuff. Um, but there was this one kid who, he, I think he was about six years old, and he must have heard one of the educators talking about this. But he said to me, he was like, Nathan, what does the word corrupt mean? <laughs> um, and I don't know if you've ever tried to explain that to a six-year-old, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, so yeah, they love to ask the, uh, the, the weirdest questions or the hardest questions, I think, as well. And reflecting on this uh, experience, I guess, um, it made me think how easy or how um, open kids are to asking questions. And just, you know, they just let it blurt. They don't hold back. They don't have any filter. Um, and I thought that was interesting because I think sometimes for for adults, I think, or, you know, older young people and into adulthood, we find it harder to ask questions. I think um, there's something about asking questions that just, it's, it's just hard, I think, sometimes, you know. Uh, I think there are so many different reasons that just pop up and we just think, you know, maybe we shouldn't ask this question. You know, I don't know if, um, you know, if you've experienced it, but I think some people just think that, you know, if I ask this question uh, and, then, you know, I'm asking this question to someone who, who knows this, they might just think, hmm, like, why don't you know this answer? That's pretty simple. You know, you might be, af- I feel like some people are afraid that, you know, asking that question might make you seem um, silly or stupid. And for some, I think asking questions is like, well, people expect me to be this far down the line because everyone else is. And so if I ask this question that's back here, they're going to think, oh, you're a a little bit behind everyone else, aren't you? 
And I think sometimes people just think that part of having faith in God and part of trusting Him is that we shouldn't ask questions, that we should just, you know, trust Him. And I'm sure some people have had experiences where they've been to churches um, where you walk in and just there's, there's no atmosphere where you feel like you should ask questions. And maybe you've asked questions and people just shut you down because I've definitely heard through friends that um, haven't had the best times with churches. They've felt or they've been told that they're not allowed to ask questions, that they have to just blindly or deftly, I don't know, um, they just have to trust what the people are saying. They can't ask questions. I don't know if any of you have experienced that. And so the alternative to that is, you know, those are reasons why we think we shouldn't ask questions. So the alternate is why should we ask questions? And I'm glad you've all asked that question. It's, it's a great question. Um, so let's have a look at uh, some Bible, if you are keen on that. Let's look at Luke 24, verse 13 to 32, which is already on the screen. How good is that? And this is a really cool passage that I have never read before, apparently. Um, so it's going to be fun. Well, I mean, I've read it before today, but before that, I don't think I've ever read it. Anyway, let's read. Luke twenty-four thirteen to 32. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. So these two men aren't anyone like big that you would have heard before. And the stuff that it's talking about before is basically Jesus has died and he's risen. And it's on the third day today, which we'll find out later. Um, But so those are the things that have happened just before. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. So for some reason, Jesus decided to not let them know that it was him, uh, which is quite funny because they're just probably walking with Jesus and it's like, oh, I don't even know who you are, especially with some of the things that they say to him. So he asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still with their faces downcast. Uh, And so they're sad, okay? Jesus has died. The Messiah, who they thought was going to do all this stuff, has has died and is nowhere to be seen. So they're quite sad. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And the modern translation of that is, Have you been living under a rock this whole time? So verse 19, What things, he asked, about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. So that's why they're sad. They've had all this hope, and then all of a sudden, they can't find Jesus. And what is more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women uh, amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. So to me, when they say a vision, it kind of seems like they're a little bit skeptical of what, um, what this woman has seen. So they call it a vision of angels. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are and how, to, how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explains to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So I think it's really interesting that he goes all the way back to Moses and goes all the way through um, all the prophecies and the prophets and scriptures just to explain everything that's happened. 
As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. So here they're having communion together, which I think is a very fitting way to end this story. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked, he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Cool. So I, I really, really like that story now that I've properly read it and sat with it um, for so many reasons. And part of it is because um, I used to do English studies and I love kind of analyzing things. Um, and so to me, this story is very meta um, in the sense that Jesus is taking them on a physical journey from where they are to where they want to be, which is home. But he's also taking them on this spiritual, spiritual journey where they are very unsure of what's going on. They're very confused. And along the way, Jesus explains everything. And in the end, everything is revealed. Jesus shows himself and they've, they've got understanding. So I think that's really cool. And what it shows us is that asking questions brings us understanding. And that's the main thing I want to talk about. Asking questions brings us understanding. So when we start asking questions and having discussions, uh, we start to see that we actually learn stuff, um, which I think is really important, and I think it's really cool. We go from a place of uncertainty, of unsuredness, if that's a word, and we come to a place where we have understanding, and we, we know the thing that we um, were looking for. And so for these two men, uh, they were very unsure about Jesus and if he was actually who he said he was. And to them, which is probably how a lot of people felt at that point, they hadn't seen Jesus risen, and he said that he would rise, um, and he said that all this stuff had to happen. But then after he died, it didn't really seem like he had risen because they hadn't seen him. And so they were left in a place where they were so confused and they were sad. Um, They were downcast, as it said, and they'd lost hope. And so when Jesus revealed himself right at the end, right when they were having um, communion, uh, everything clicked for them. Uh, Jesus was who he said he was. Um, he did die. He did rise again. And it actually showed me how important the resurrection is. You know, like I didn't really used to think of that as a really important part, but it is actually so much more important than I thought. Because if there wasn't a resurrection, then the rest of it kind of is like, oh, he just he just died. <laughs> and so it would just mean that all the stuff that he said wasn't true because, um, yeah, so the resurrection is so much more important. So he did die. He did rise again. And so it's important that we realize that asking questions brings us understanding. So let's have a look at another scripture. Um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 9, I think, or 8. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So that's pretty clear to me. Um, and it's a great summary to me. Um, basically, I, I believe that God has this culture of ask and you will receive, as it says there, that he doesn't just want us to, you know, sit idly by with our questions. Um, and I was actually going to show a video from Seinfeld where, um, if you've ever seen Seinfeld, uh, Kramer is this crazy dude. He, um, he, he asked this question, but um, Jerry wouldn't answer him, his friend Jerry. And he was just going crazy because... He, um, he wouldn't get the answer. would have been greater if I showed the video. Um, but anyway, 
So I don't think that God wants us to sit around with our questions just, you know, not knowing the answer. I think that God wants us to ask those questions to find out the answer. And I think this passage really shows that. And I think what it shows is also that God has this culture where questions are welcome. And I think that it's a culture that we should adapt and adopt, I guess, as well. It's something that um, we should be putting into place here in our lives, in our homes, um, because I think that God does want us to ask questions. And I think it also shows that, as I said before, some, some people might feel like having faith does mean that you just trust, that you don't necessarily need to know the answers, um, but you just trust. And I think to an extent, to an extent it does because we can't know everything. Um, but I think that it actually takes more faith to ask a question or ask God to answer a prayer, believing that he will answer it, um, than it does to just sit back and say, God's got this, God will deal with it, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that God has that, that culture of um, we should ask questions. And so again, we can see that asking questions brings us understanding. And so if we're asking questions and we're searching for understanding, then I think that the takeaway here, uh, the application is quite simple, which is ask those questions. So if you've got questions, ask them. You know, It's, it's not really helpful to sit on questions. And I, I know, um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but there are times where people will tell me their name when they meet me. And immediately I will forget their name, but I will not ask them their name because it feels a little bit rude. Um, but then I just don't know their name until someone else uses it. But it probably would have been better to ask their name right after. So that's, that's just a quick example. But I think that um, we, should, we should be asking questions and we should be letting people ask us questions as well. Because who knows, those two men, imagine if their, their journey, like imagine if that passage stopped when they got home, because um, later on it says they ran all the way back to Jerusalem and they started saying, Jesus is alive, that Jesus has, has risen. But imagine if they, they didn't ask questions and they didn't speak to Jesus and have that discussion. They'd probably be just as sad as they were, just sitting at home, having dinner, and, you know, who knows where their, their faith would be at. And so if we don't ask questions, then, then we won't have understanding. And I want you to think about when you first became a Christian, or if you're new, um, think about now. Like when you walked into this church or your first church, did you feel comfortable asking questions? Did you feel like your questions were answered? Did you feel like you were okay with people asking you questions? And now I want you to imagine if some, someone new came in, a new Christian, someone who we'd never met before. Just think, do you feel like this place is a place where there's a culture where questions are welcome? Do you feel like they would come in here and be comfortable asking lots of questions? Because I imagine that they would have lots of questions. Because I know that when I, was a, when I first became a Christian, I, I mean, I can't really remember the questions I had, but I'm sure I had so many questions. One of which I still have, which is the question of, was Judas uh, doomed from the beginning? That's... That's a really, that's a question. If you've got an answer, I would love to hear it. Um, but yeah, I imagine that they've got so many questions, like why do we have worship, you know? What's communion? Why is there coffee here? You know, all sorts of questions. And if there's no culture where questions are welcome, then they're not going to ask those questions, and they're not going to find that understanding. And I think um, what's really cool is uh, there's a, 
the verse towards the end, when they actually find understanding, where Jesus reveals himself. Um, could you just go to the last part of the verse? It says they asked, in verse 32, it says they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And so they realized at that point that their hearts were actually burning the whole time, but it didn't click until Jesus revealed himself. And I think one thing that we don't think about that I don't even think about too often is that when you find understanding, there's something inside, like generally when we're talking about Jesus here, when you find out that thing that you were wanting to know, when your questions were answered and you learned something new about God, there's a burning that happens inside your heart. I don't know if you've ever felt that. Um, I remember when I was at Bible College the past couple of years, every time... I would learn something new or we'd look at something in a different way and things started to fall into place, like I would feel so much, like just some burning on my heart for Jesus. And, you know, I'd want to go out and tell people. I mean, I probably did talk, I don't know. I don't know if I talked to Zach a lot about it, but um, I probably would, you know, I wanted to go around just telling people because it's such awesome information. It's, it's so cool and so life-giving. And so imagine if we all were at that place where we... Uh, were comfortable with people asking us questions and we felt comfortable asking other people questions. So yeah, I want you guys to ask those questions. That, that is the application here. Ask those questions and also allow other people to ask you questions. If we start to work on that culture here and in our lives, in, in our homes, in our schools, our work, then it's going to feel so much more freeing, I think. And, and we're going to start seeing more and more of this, the last slide. Hearts on fire for Jesus. It's, that's what I want to see, honestly. Every time I see someone, you know, like raising their hands that doesn't normally do it, 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 it it's so awesome. I love it. And so I just want to see as many people asking those questions and getting that understanding so that their hearts will be on fire and so that that fire will, will spark someone else's fire. That's what I'm excited about. So let's cre- create that culture where questions are welcome because we know that asking questions brings us understanding. And when people find understanding, people's hearts are on fire for Jesus. And I think that is just the most awesome thing ever. So let's pray, uh, and the band can jump up if they want. Dear Lord, we thank you so much um, for you and for Jesus and all that you have to teach us. We thank you that you've got this culture where Um, asking questions is encouraged. And we can see that all through the scriptures. Uh, We can see that when Jesus is just chilling, we can see people going up and asking him questions. And Lord, we pray that we can start to see that culture in our own lives and in the lives of people around us. Because we do want to see people with their hearts on fire for you, Lord. We want to see people um, with new knowledge and um, new courage going out into the world with with the gospel. Um, And we want to see people's lives changed, Lord. So we pray that we can create that culture and we can see it happen, where questions are welcome, Lord. Amen. All right, please stand as we sing our last song.